Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery times not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back, everyone. This is the X-Zone on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio. Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and Exxon TV. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Brian David Anderson is my guest this hour. We're talking about, amongst other things, conspiracies old and new. Now, more than 100,000 U.S. homes were seized by lenders in September, a record number that probably will decline in coming months as major banks halt repossessions and review their foreclosure practices. It's about time. Lenders took over 102,134 properties last month. That was the highest monthly tally since well, since Reality Track actually began tracking the data in 2005, surpassing the August record of 95,364 homes. It seems that foreclosing uh, filings, including default and auction notices, rose 3% from the prior month to 347,420. That means... One out of every 371 households received a notice. Joining me to try to make sense of what's going on is our good friend uh, Brian David Anderson, the gentleman behind TriVortex. His website is www.trivortex.com. Brian, welcome back. Great talking to you again. Very good. Brian, what's the real story behind the collapse of the housing market? Well, we say that foreclosure is a problem, but of course also on the other end was when they first started lending. Now, most of the bad loans that they had given back in 2003, Mm -hmm. uh, starting and and now pretty much now purged themselves. What we see now is a lot of people because of unemployment, they can't make their mortgages. But now I live in a house here in West Palm Beach, actually Royal Palm Beach, Florida. 
and uh, we've been running the house now for two years. The gentleman that was here got transferred to New York, and he bought the house in 2007, I believe it was, and he paid $409,000 for a four-bedroom home, uh, living room, dining room, nothing really spectacular. It's mm-hmm. in a gated community on a pond, uh, but nothing really per se spectacular. And he also has homeowner fees on the top of this. Now, the Palm Beach County or the counties in Florida always do an assessment every year on taxes. So they give the value of the home and then they tax the value based upon that value. And the banks also, they'll follow mostly that value. Uh, they'll maybe give a little bit more of a padding. But now when you go up on the tax assessor's office and you type in our address, the value of the home is $169,000. Wow. That's nearly $300,000 less. Right, exactly. So what you also had problems is on the lending of this, you had predatory lending. And uh, 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 the adjusters were coming in and doing all sorts of adjustments. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Uh, Stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Brian David Anderson is our guest. www.trivortex.com the housing market, it's its in a shambles, people, and we're going to try and make some sense, real sense, because what we do here is based on truth, not on the hype that you may see at other news sources or hear on other news sources. This is the Exxon coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine like hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining room can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you're visiting, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic Felsmere, or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, old Florida cuisine at its best. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. We all desire health, happiness, and fulfillment, but often get in our own way. 
Repeated patterns that leave us out of control can keep us feeling powerless, frustrated, and unable to move forward in spite of our best efforts. Unconscious patterning disconnects us from our gifts, often destroying the very thing we seek. But there is an answer. We can take charge of our destiny and heal the trauma of our history. Shamanism is an effective ancient modality that can reconnect us with our true selves, empower the creation of our dreams, and return us to health and balance. Cody Alexander is a certified shamanic practitioner and teacher with 11 years experience. Email healingpathways33 at gmail.com or visit codyalexander.net to schedule a long-distance shamanic session today. Exonation, Brian David Anderson is our special guest of this hour, www.trivortex.com. All right, so the house w- was was valued at uh, four, let's say four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He purchased. He, he made. He signed a contract wow. for four hundred nine thousand dollars. That's what his uh, bill of sale was to buy this house that we live in. It's four hundred nine thousand dollars, mm-hmm. and now three day, three years later, uh, Palm Beach County uh, tax assessor has put the value of the home as, at one hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars. Now the bank may do a little bit more, maybe ten thousand, twenty thousand more, mm-hmm. but obviously he has not paid off uh, anywhere near. He's probably still even paying on the interest on the four hundred nine, even after two or three years, and it's probably either a twenty thirty year note that he's done. So now uh, I had a blunt conversation with the owner, and I was saying, well, you know, he's very fortunate. He is in a very uh, high-paying profession, and he can pay mm-hmm. uh, the rent on both places, his New York place and here. Uh, and, again, he is, he's losing his shirt every month. Our rent comes nowhere near his note plus the homeowner's fees that he owes plus the taxes. And but he said, no, I I don't want to have a bankruptcy on my credit report. Mm-hmm. I just can't afford it. Sure. And uh, uh, so he is very fortunate. There's a lot of people in his position that are not in that position at all. They they either lost their jobs or they got transferred and they have to walk away from from something. And so now the problem being is is that uh, he bought his house uh, with a one bank. Uh, out of, I believe it was Pennsylvania, then they transferred that note to Countrywide. Countrywide then uh, uh, transferred it to Bank of America. So if he stopped making payments and was going to foreclosure, now the major problem being is when they go into court, uh, there's been this transfer of paperwork, and that's where, again, the, the banks, they had their predatory lending practices, and uh, now they were transferring these big bolts of notes of uh, didn't matter if it was foreclosed or not. All of these loans got packaged together and sold. And when they were sold, then they went to like as I said, countrywide, and mm-hmm. then they went to Bank of America. Now the original, the pr- real problem with this is as they sold these packaged of loans, and they were a mixture of very toxic loans and also uh, good loans, but they were packaged is then the persons who bought these loans were retirement funds, your teacher retirement funds, uh, the uh, unions, that type of thing. They sold these toxic loans then to uh, organizations, and they didn't let them know that they were toxic. 
And so now it was a double whammy. We have now a double thing. We had the predatory lending on one thing. We had also adjusters going in, like this house that we're living in. They jacked it up to $400,000, and it wasn't even near that value. And so and bankers were turning their heads, and so now they packaged all these loans. And so as I was telling my landlord, even if you walked away now, you probably would have a problem of who, uh, if they tried to foreclose, but I said, also what uh, our owner is trying to do is to do a short sale, which a lot of people are trying to do. What they call in a short sale is the bank will go in and they will loan to a new lender, and then basically they'll loan on a much lower uh, price than what ha- that, that he bought it for, but then he walks away with no bankruptcy on his record. And the problem being is, as I said for him, and he's approaching us now to do the short sale, and I said, wait a minute. I said, they don't have the right because of the way they're packaged and doing these things from bank to bank and they can't foreclose, then what right do they have to do a short sale? And, I, and he said, oh, you know, he, he kind of sat there and this light went on and said, what I advise to do, and I advise anybody that's in the same type of situation, is the right bank is doing your loan. Bank of America, and I said, right and say, please have a third party come in and do an assessment to make sure that you have the proper people and you have the proper ownership per se to come in. Brian, you're, you're starting. Brian, you're starting to break up on us. Okay, is that better? Not really. You're you're still uh, you're still breaking up on us, buddy. How's that? Um, that you're you're still very very choppy. What we're going to do, Brian, is we're going to give you a dingle right back, okay? We're going to see if we can get a a better line. So, Craig in Master Control, can you please do that for me? And while while we're doing that, we're going to... uh, you know, we're just going to remind people that Brian David Anderson is our special guest for this hour. And uh, Brian's website is www.trivortex.com. That's www.trivortex.com. Uh, Brian, do we have you back? Yes, is that better? Oh, oh, much better. There you go. We got a nice clear line here. Must yeah, be sunspots okay, or something, yeah. <laughs> do you want to do that segment over again? No, 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 no. We're just going to carry it through. Okay, so uh, so you you went to, now. What does this mean for you as the person renting? You know, does this mean you pay more? Does this mean you pay less? Does it mean that you may have to look for another place to live? How does this affect you? Well, as long as he is making the payments, then mm-hmm. everything is okay. Uh, and then, as I said, I advised him to write the bank and say, do you have the legal uh, precedence? Mm-hmm. Do you have the paperwork to come in and prove that there is a short sale? And as I advised him, and then there's a lot of people don't realize they have these rights, is then if the bank ignores them from coming in and having to do this assessment, he now can bring a lawsuit against the bank and say, okay, uh, and the first thing he would do, I would do, uh, and uh, advising others to do, is to bring an injunction and saying, okay, who actually has the paperwork? Who have I been actually making my payments to? And then uh, with this injunction, you halt all payments until everything has been sorted out. And it may take anywhere from six months. It may even take up to five years to sort everything out. In the meantime, he's not making any payments. So, And there's a lot of homeowners that are in that position that can do that. And that's, of course, is going to put more stress on the banking system. But... Uh, like this poor guy here, I mean, he's now, he's put in a $400,000 uh, uh, 
investment into his house. It's now bottomed out, basically worth three hundred thousand mm. dollars less, and he doesn't know who owns the paperwork. <laughs> and for us as renters, well, as long as he makes his payment, and now there's also a rule now, even if he stops to make his payment, mm-hmm. that if they do a foreclosure, as long as we make the payments, that they will not remove the people. Now, they did this two or three years ago. In fact, it was really sort of strange. We lived in Cape Coral uh, before being in Royal Palm Beach two years ago, and we were almost in an identical situation. The person lived in New York, was running out the house, and I was on a program, I was on a radio program with Greg Zemanski, and there was a big knock at the door while I was doing the interview with mm-hmm. him, and they gave this foreclosure notice and for us to abandon <laughs> the house as I was on the on the radio show. And so uh, if, if, I, if I get a knock on the door today, I'll let you know, but okay. I don't think we will because he's making his payments. And so, again, what you're looking at here is, not only the way that they doing the foreclosures, that was just the, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what really went ha- happened on the fraud. The fraud started off way before that, and what I think that has happened here is that they were always now trying to push these global currencies. We heard about the thing called the Amero. We've talked yes, about this yes, before. We have, yeah. And I believe that what they were doing is that this was a, basically an act of war that was done against the United States. This was totally uh, pre, uh, it was a predator, and it was premeditated of what they wanted to do. And it was basically a way to crash and put or at least stress on the American economy. Then everybody would have the savior of being the Amero. Okay, if we all come in, then we're all going to do the Amero. Well, by the time now that the Amero got around, that we also had the uh, the big uh, highway that was going to go from Mexico all the way mm-hmm. to Canada, and that yeah. all got leaked out, and people started talking about it. Now the Amero is dead, and so is this basically for right now this international highway going from Mexico to Canada. And because there was a lot of awareness, shows like this, we started talking about it. Now what I believe that they've done is that in 2003, they started doing all these uh, predatory types of loans. They already knew they were toxic. They were going to sell them to then legitimate places like retirement funds and to unions and things like that. They knew they were going to be bad. And now we were going to come up uh, at the end there uh, with all this financial crisis. They created the problem, remember, that if you truly want control, Control. You create the problem, and you always come in with a solution. If you do not control the problem, you do not have con- absolute control. So now they've created all this problem. Now, I believe that the end run on this uh, was supposed to be maybe a year ago that they were going to try to bring the Amero in based upon this faked and created crisis. Now there's so much awareness and so much opposition to it, they've now leapfrogged over that. Hmm. And now you hear all of these things, and uh, they have Gaither, the United States uh, treasurer, talking about, well, maybe we should go to a global currency. We hear now hear about, well, we're going to crash the dollar. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And again, with all this financial crisis and now with the banks that it's in, because this basically can make uh, – I bank with Bank of America, and I'm very concerned because it can go insolvent. I could lose all my money Wow. that I have in the bank. So there's a lot of people that are all – and then basically then is that, well, okay, well, we got the solution now. We're mm-hmm. going to come in, and the IMF is going to take over a global currency. And again, all being created. And again, what we say is, 
who created it again the federal reserve the united states federal reserve bank which is privately owned is not it's always been privately owned since 1913 uh, before that time it was the treasury department had the treasury department been involved over the last 20 years as our primary banker this couldn't have happened because it would have made the, the united states government instantly insolvent but because of the way that they do these predatory loans they also have what's called the fractal banking system where basically there's no gold, there's no silver, and the value is that if I have one chicken in my uh, bank, but I can put notes out and I say, okay, I only have one chicken, but you come into my bank and I'll give you a note for two chickens, and I'll give you another one for six chickens, but I still only have one chicken. So when all those notes come back in, mm -hmm. and I, I only have one chicken, well, that's called the fractal banking system. All right, stand by, Brian. You and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Brian David Anderson is our guest www.trivortex.com. We'll be back on the other side of this news break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Now there we have Carefree Highway by Gordon Lightfoot. Welcome back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide, toll-free. Email X-Zone at X-Zone Radio TV.com on MSN Messenger. 
Exxon Radio TV at hotmail.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Brian David Anderson is our guest, and we're, um, we're talking about the, the story behind the story behind the story when it comes to the failure of the U.S. housing market. And uh, Brian is the gentleman behind Trivortex's website is www.trivortex.com. So where does the problem lie? Who's responsible? Is it the is it the banks? Is it the lending institution or does the is is it the US Treasury or is it some other entity? Well, it's also a combination of everything, but the Federal Reserve at least in the United States is the point organization. And when you go back and look at their charter, who owns it? And it's an insurance company that actually is owned by the Bank of England. And so it's partially connected in with the Bank of England. But then who has the Bank of England? The Queen of England does. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, well, it stops right there. No, it does not. The Queen of England is the, a dame of Malta. That's also part of the Knights of Malta. The Knights of Malta have been an organization for a thousand years associated with the Vatican. When you are a Knight of Malta or a Dame of Malta, you give all of your allegiance to the Vatican Pope. That's it. Uh, it, it supersedes any type of country, any other types of, of, of allegiances that you do. Your number one allegiance is to the Vatican Pope. And so if you also look at the Federal Reserve System, you look at uh, Gaither, you look at all of these people, they're also Knights of Malta or their uh, Council on Foreign Relations. That all then goes back in its tentacles. When you do all the tentacles, it all goes back to Vatican and it goes back to Jesuit. So who is responsible? I still say uh, the, the ultimate responsibility goes back to, to the Jesuit and especially the Vatican because the Vatican also created the banking system as we know it of today. Uh, it was somewhat of uh, they had uh, they took over and kind of ripped off a little bit of what the Knights Templar were doing uh, and crushed them, but then took over their type of fractal type of system, which are basically uh, the United States government has been away from a fractal system since 1836. This was Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then kicked out the bankers. It was called a United States Constitutional Bank. It was run like the Federal Reserve, and what he did, he campaigned uh, in uh, 1832 and said, I'm going to uh, pull all the money out of the United States Constitutional Bank. And one of the, the key things was then uh, who was always backing this central bank, and they're always pushing, were the Jesuits. Then you had, uh, he was about ready to pull all this money out of their Jesuit-run type of bank, the United States Constitutional Bank, and a uh, assassin came up, had two guns, and they both misfired. They then traced this man hmm. back, and of course he had Jesuit. Uh, he was totally 100% uh, controlled by Jesuit. He had all these connections to the Jesuits. And then you have so much more intrigue that has gone through all of American history about how they've always wanted to push in a central bank. They got their way in 1913. It was in the waning moments of the United States Congress most of the congressional members were gone, except for persons that, again, had all sorts of ties to the Jesuits. These congressmen that were tied to the Jesuits and to been Catholic, they then pushed through at the very last moment, I mean at the very last moments, the Federal Reserve Act, which moved the printing of the money 
from the Treasury Department to the Federal Reserve, which is a private bank. Then very shortly after that, because of this fractal banking system, this what's called the fiat system, the United States then got into World War One. because then we couldn't get into World War One. It was it was too expensive for us to do this through the Treasury Department. But when you're doing this, just print the money out as it goes and put everybody into debt, then that's when we got into World War One, and we also got into World War Two based upon that you could just print up more money. And that's basically where we've been, is that when you need more money, well, you just print up more, but you have inflation, you have all sorts of negative side effects to this. And also, too, is like what uh, the United States Constitutional Bank was doing is that they were then uh, giving loans and they were doing interest rates and they were giving all these political favors. And that was part of the things that Jackson was very much against. We now see the same thing is that basically the United States government basically borrows money from the Federal Reserve to operate. And that means that gives the, the tremendous amount of power to the Federal Reserve to dictate what policies go where, uh, what politicians rise in power, which ones do not. So when, as uh, Amsel Rothschild said, he was a very big banker, started off his family, started off in banking with the Vatican. That, their, the Rothschild name was originally Bauer, and they went into, uh, became bankers with the Vatican. And he made the statement, I don't care what type of government system you can have, as long as whoever controls the bank and as long as it's me, then I control the country. And he made this statement around the 1850s. And very, very true. So we're now, the housing market and all of this collapse mm -hmm. is so much, it's just a tip of the iceberg. And the whole foreclosure type of thing is a whole tip of the iceberg of what's really truly happening and has been happening for uh, at least in the United States for ever since uh, 1913 and before that when uh, Andrew Jackson kicked out the Jesuit-run bank and now they put instituted again the new Jesuit-run bank was the Federal Reserve and all those people that run the bank they're either Knights of Malta, uh, uh, Trilateral Commission, or they're uh, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations. And all of that tentacles all goes back when you start putting it all back to pieces. All roads lead to Rome. That's, that's just that's a, a saying, but it's also so very true, especially when you follow the money. When you follow the money, it all goes back to the very corrupt way that it's been run for now, well, uh, since banking has been done, it's been mm -hmm. very corrupt. But in the United States, it all goes back to those traces. And when you also look at all these policies of these wild types of, I mean, just uh, anti-human, anti-freedom types of uh, legislation that is now coming through the United States uh, Congress, who has been the think tanks to then uh, write up all of these, these anti-freedom types of legislation. It all goes back to Georgetown University, Jesuit Georgetown University, and Fordham University. Most of those persons that are writing these policies now are graduates or somehow associated with, like Bill Clinton, he's not a graduate, but he spent a lot of time at Georgetown University, at Center of Strategic Studies. The same thing with two persons that are key to all the policies, both one Democrat and the other Republican, and that's the big new Brzezinski.
and you also have Henry Kissinger. Now, supposedly they're the left and the right, but they're both senior fellows at Jesuit uh, Georgetown University at the Center of Strategic Studies. Now, how do you think they got to be these senior fellows? Did they do it because they made independent policy or because they followed the policies so dictated by the Jesuits? I'll say that they and followed it, the, the policies dictated by the Jesuits. Yes, so it just it goes on and on. Hmm. So the, the tentacles are, are there. But again, uh, we now have our corporate type of news media that is just uh, brainwashing and not even – it's brainwashing, but it's again uh, – remember, a partial truth is no different than a lie. So all these partial truths and then just omissions – uh, uh, about what our true history is. And this is, again, the disappointing thing. You turn on the, uh, the History Channel. Do we see history anymore on the History Channel? No. No, we don't. No. Nope. You see uh, drivers. You see all this. You know, and even when you try to do the science fiction channel, you don't see science fiction. You see wrestling. It's like everything has been convoluted as far as our education, uh, whether it be through the mass media or the traditional education system. History has been totally now tried to be uh, uh, de-emphasized and also almost removed. That they're basically we don't look back. People uh, don't realize the the true thing about Andrew Jackson. There was a little story about on History Channel, but they left so many admissions about Jackson. There was actually on the International History Channel they had about Jackson last night. But so much was was omitted about what he actually did. And so our banking and how the, the uh, we've had presidents absolutely fearful of the Jesuits and what they have done to, to try to avoid assassination attempts by the Jesuits. We never hear anything about that. So, uh, and but if you, we if we start to then look at the start of events. And, so, and then now people are kind of getting, well, okay, wait a minute now. Uh, this event back in the 1840s, 1850s in Canadian, American, and Mexican history, this doesn't make sense. Why? So that's part of the reason being is people are starting to wake up. So that's now why we have ice road truckers and we have all this other just ridiculous uh, types of, um, of information on, quote, the History Channel and other discovery channels. Uh, we have UFOs and we have things like that, but not truly what and our background, who we are and what we are and where we have come from. And that's the old adage, you know, if you don't know your history, then you're condemned to repeat it. And we've been repeating and repeating. So now hopefully programs like this is that we can now – uh, truly start to look back and saying, well, what's here? What's there? And, and uh, uh, if, if you also want to find out something about the history of the Jesuits, as I always said, I lived in Phuket, Thailand for a while. If you type in P-H-U-K-E-T, Phuket, Thailand, uh, and then you come up with all these little travel uh, stories, then you type in P-H-U-K-E-T, Thailand, comma, Jesuits, you come up with a whole other thing because not only do you that all these new articles have been mm -hmm. written over the last hundred years, not only is it about Thailand, but you also get in China, you get in all of these connecting points uh, and how it's all interrelated to uh, Jesuit infiltration and Jesuit takeover. So uh, again, is uh, the housing market is just this little bitty temple All right, so on what top would, what of would a happen, massive tumor. What would happen if we tried to take the power away from the Jesuits, and can it be done? 
Well, you know, that's, that's, that's been a problem. You know, they've been kicked out of 43 different countries. Hmm. Uh, 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 and basically the last one who really tried to do that uh, and did it in a big way was France, and that was King Louis. He kicked out the Jesuits, and just what happened? They came back with the Jacobites and did the French Revolution. So it, it's a uh, first off, we have an awareness. That's the key thing first. And then realizing, like Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi was paid and bought for by San Francisco University. And that's totally Jesuit-dominated wow. San Francisco University. And when, when the, uh, we have to realize is that when she became Speaker of the House, she was put on a private plane, she flew to Rome, and she kissed the ring of the Pope. And on a private plane, that was her whole thing was to go back and confer. And then she came back. And of course, then her famous thing on health care was, well, why don't you go and pass the bill first? And then you can find out what's in it. And now here uh, she's been on a private plane kissing the ring of the Pope. So uh, coming to an awareness of who, first off, is being paid off. And then as we now elect our officials, uh, then uh, what's the connections? What's their background? Uh, where do they come from? We don't ask that when we, you know, when we, we see that all of a sudden, uh, you know, eugenics. His family has been. He was a Harvard dropout, but his family has been totally 100 uh, percent Jesuit type of dominated. And then we just, oh wait a minute, oh yeah, he he ends up the billionaire of the world you know, type of thing. And so we have all these interconnections, but also our local politicians, international politicians, what their background is. And then also now of leading types of things where we can now, the Canadian mm -hmm. government should take back over its own currency. The United States government should now take back over its own currency. Well, the, well, the, Canadian, the, Canadian, the Canadian government does take over its own currency through the Bank of Canada. Yes, but is, where is the Bank of Canada? Is it again the Federal Reserve? If it, if it's if Canada's doing its own thing, mm -hmm. yes. But if it's part of the international banking system, no. no is it basically, when we pull away, uh, then again, is if it, if it is individual, it's very odd. But again, its big neighbor to the south is that dominates regretfully dominates so much finances. It's privately owned. Well, you know so, what? You know what? The Canadian the Canadian dollar is uh, you know is getting strong thanks to the lack of management in the United States. So we're starting to sit pretty uh, pretty high here. Stand yeah, by. You and I have to it. take our commercial break. We'll be back on the other side with Brian David Anderson here in the X Zone. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, I'm Larry Lawson, host of Paranormal Stakeout. With over 36 years in law enforcement, I have learned a few things. The most important is the proper gathering and preservation of evidence is vital to putting the bad guy behind bars. 
It's no different in the world of paranormal investigation, whether it's the search for the afterlife, cryptozoology, UFOs, and extraterrestrials. How we gather the evidence, preserve that evidence, and present it to a jury of our peers will make the ultimate difference in proving the existence of worlds and entities that are beyond our imagination. Join me, Larry Lawson, every week on Paranormal Stakeout when, along with my guests, we'll take a journey to prove with indisputable evidence what man has struggled to believe for centuries. Go to xzbn.net for the broadcast schedule and check me out at paranormalstakeout.com. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul-balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Brian David Anderson is my guest. Uh, Brian, as I was saying before we went to the commercial break, the Canadian dollar is starting to go up and the American dollar is starting to come down. We're nearly at par. Uh, is this all part of a plan? Oh, yes, for sure. I mean, it's all been, again, a manipulation. And the, as I said, what it's going to do is try to leapfrog and bring us all, instead of doing this Amero type of thing, mm-hmm. they're now going to try to use this crisis to have the IMF start printing money and have something a replacement uh, for the dollar. And uh, this whole thing, you say, oh, well, China is going to be real strong. And all, no, they've, they've manipulated this whole thing. They run the whole money markets. And basically uh, what will be interesting then is that all of a sudden the financial problems will all go away as soon as they get their world currency. But then again, that's going to be an, uh, it's inflation. It's going to be a lot of high taxes, mm-hmm. a lot of control. And uh, so the, the solution to me would be is to identify political candidates right now that where, where's the true backing coming from and then promote those candidates that don't have ties uh, like, like uh, Nancy Pelosi. Look at her background. She was basically her qualifications were being a housewife before she became a uh, congressman or congressperson. And that's about it. Uh, and her fa- her husband uh, was big into uh, the Catholic Church and big donations, that type of thing. And uh, again, all of her backing came mm-hmm. from the Jesuits of, of, of uh, San Francisco University. So looking at very hard, taking hard looks at the candidates coming up and who's backing them and what those stands. Are they for uh, uh, the uh, transferring our financial responsibility from the Federal Reserve to back to the Treasury Department. Uh, and if that does happen, that's not going to be a solution. <clears throat> In fact, if anything, once that happens, there will probably be a, a real massive depression, and it will probably take us five years to get out of it. But 
on a long-term type of thing if we have our government taking them back over, taking the printing of money, which is in our United States Constitution that says that the government should be have control over all coinage and all uh, uh, financial uh, services. That's what the Constitution says. Then we go back to our Constitution having the government mm-hmm. control that rather than a private bank. In the long term, again, uh, we'll find ourselves that the United States can't wage war because we're going to go broke if we do that. But the Federal Reserve has been also, and that's where, again, uh, we talk about wars against uh, – basically there was a war that started in 1947 and went – or actually, well, a little bit even earlier than that, of the war against the Buddhists in Southeast Asia. And the United States troops and United States materials were used in the war against the Buddhists by the Jesuits. And that's what Vietnam was all about. All right, Brian, I hate to do this, old buddy, because whenever we get talking, it's always interesting. And uh, But we've run out of time for tonight, Brian. I want to thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back in a couple of weeks, uh, because I'm sure that uh, there will be more updates, not only on the on the housing uh, crisis, but on other things that we're going to be uh, talking about over the years to come as we get closer to what many are calling the eve of destruction. Brian David Anderson, thanks for joining us, pal. Appreciate it very much. Take care. Take care, buddy. Brian David Anderson, he is with Trivortex, www.trivortex.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break at six and a half minutes past as we continue here in The Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. 